are now listening to the Dad Rules Podcast with your hosts, Mario E. and Kid. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Dad Rules Podcast, where we help you dad better. I'm one of your hosts, Mario E. and Kid. What's going on? Not much, man. Let's get to the topic. All right. So today's topic is going to be a journey begins with one step. So today we're going to be talking about how no matter how big the journey is or how big the task is, it's always got to start with that first step. Kid, you want to start us off? Yeah, I can start us off. So when I think about that, taking that first step, it made me in a weird way. It made me think about like the first step, like when you have an addiction, like what's the first step you have to admit that you have an addiction, right? Okay. So you got to accept that. So once you starting to take that first step, you got to accept that responsibility that I'm going to go forth with this. And when you take that first step, you have to make sure that you have your faith in place. And a lot of times when we're going into different ventures, um, we have to depend on ourselves and our own ability. And we need to have faith in ourselves, in our abilities, and have the faith that things are going to work out the way we hope that they're going to work out. And when I think about taking that first step into business ventures or whatever you're trying to accomplish in life, it's important to realize that you're not doing this by yourself. And that's when I start thinking about what kind of counsel do you have? And I like to call it, what kind of dad counsel do you have? You know, the best dad that you can be. And I feel like that you need a good, strong unit of dads that you can go get good counsel from. So who's in your dad counsel? Are you going to them to talk to them about what you're planning on doing next? And I think about myself and I do have a dad counsel. And I do go to those strong dads to talk to them about what my next steps are, what my goals, and not that, not that everything that they say is going to make me choose to do this or make me choose to do that, but it's just getting that feedback, that fatherly feedback from them. Because I know right. they have the same interests or they have had the same interests in their lives. Mm-hmm. They've, had, they've had their sons or their daughters And I have my son. So we have that common ground that, okay, I'm trying to do this. This next step in my life is to make a better life for my family. So they can identify with me in times in their lives when they had to make decisions um, to provide a better life for their family. And I'm able to really glean a lot of information from them and when you have a good council of dads that you talk to, um, that brings forth a lot of confidence 
So when you're stepping out and you pretty much stepping out on faith um, into your venture, I mean, you feel confident. It makes that first step a lot easier because you got about three dads that's telling you, man, look, that's a good deal. Or if you're going to do that, you need to watch out for this. But you know that they are pushing you. Now, once I got that support from my dad counsel, then when I go to my wife, I'm getting that support from her. Yeah. Well, so it's just like, I feel like you need to surround yourself in so many words with positive people. And that even goes with success. Making sure that, and if you're an expiring dad, you inspire to be a dad one day, you need to now, right now, you need to put yourself around some strong men that can help you in your decision-making, help you in um, choosing a wife. And when you choose the mother of your child, that you're making the right choice. Right. Um, Because ultimately, when you choose your wife and you choose the mother of your children, that's going to have a tremendous effect on what kind of life your kids are going to have based off of the woman you decide to be with. But I know I I just talked about a lot of different things, but I feel like a lot of all of that is related to taking that first step in, in anything, never feel like you're doing it by yourself. Uh, You need to count up the cost. You you need to know what you're getting into Uh, as a father. Like when I was single, and you know me, I, I love investments. And I'm not fearful about getting out there and taking a chance and and making things happen. But when I became a husband and man, when I became a father, that changes everything. Right. You either start pulling back on investments or whatever, or you start going harder because you know you you're not working for your first name, you're working for your last name. So it's a lot of pride that comes into that. But what do you think about it? Yeah, I'm, I'm just just uh you know listening to you and just uh uh thinking about a lot of the things that you talked about just now. And uh definitely, you know, when whenever you get ready to take a journey, you know it's gonna be a, a long, treacherous journey. You know, you got to have faith that you'll complete it, right? Yeah. Um, and, you know, you talked a lot about, you know, having that wise counsel around you. Um, a lot of times, you know, as, as, as men, as fathers, um, and we, we know who those people are in our lives. Um, yeah. And you have to make sure that you're getting that wise counsel, that dad counsel, as you called it, yeah. from the, the proper people. And you just have to, you know, a lot of times, you know, kind of sift through some of the, 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 the noise, but you know, you know who those people are in your life. And I would, I would advise anybody to, when you go to get that counsel, um, you know, especially when you know it's coming from that good place and you know, that is, um, is, is, it's, 
you know, that, that godly wisdom, as you were talking about, you know, hey, take heed to it, you know? Yeah. They're, they're taking time to, you know, pour into you and um, definitely take heed to it because uh, it's, it's, it's coming from a good place, right? You yeah. know, one of the things I also talked about, you, you talked about that I like when you're talking about, um, you know, it can bring confidence. You know, it's a funny thing about confidence, right? And I've seen it, you know, a lot of times with, you know, in raising, raising um, my children that, you know, a little confidence in something can go a long way. You know, you give someone some confidence that they can do something small, then next thing you know, oh, I, I think I can do this. And oh, I yeah. think I can do that now you know um and that 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 can be so great to be able to teach kids and it's so it's so great to be able to see that with with kids when you see that confidence building in them when mm -hmm. like when you know when they get like this small win you know and that confidence just goes through the roof and then next time you know you know they think they can do something even bigger and 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 more you know impressive or whatever and it's just it's great to see that. You know, another thing you were talking about that I really like, you are talking about counting up the cost, right? You know, um, you know, I think about that, that, that kind of made me start thinking about, you know, I, I'm, I'm so thankful for all of our listeners, right? And I know I've had a couple of listeners who are not fathers, who are not dads, mm -hmm. who've come up to me and say, hey, you know, I'm not a dad yet, but I really like what you guys are doing. Yeah, and, you know, and one guy even mentioned he, he kind of said it to the effect of, you know, I'm not a dad yet, but you know, you guys are giving me so much advice. Yeah, you know, when I do become a dad, you know, yeah, and I heard you know these videos, thing. yeah, these videos live on the internet. The where you know, six months a year, six months to a year from now, a, a dad could pull up some of the stuff that we're talking about. And you know, be able to you know pull it up word for word some of the stuff we're talking about, right? Yeah. So I just you know, I, and and I even thinking about you know we talk about counting up the cost, you know, when you and I got together to figure out okay, uh, what type of podcast should we have? You know, yeah. we had to you know we that was a counting up a cost you know event, you know, oh, yeah. trying to figure out what's the right thing to to talk about, right? And you always have to make sure you do that because you know you don't want to go out there and you know you know fail you know, oh, yeah. or, or, uh, you know, totally fall, fall on your face or whatever. But, you know, failure is a part of learning and growing. We, we get all that. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, something I wanted to talk about was, you know, we, we talk about the first step, right? But a lot of times these things happen because of planning. You know, it happens way before the first step. The journey begins even before you take that first step. Yeah. You know? So you were talking about even with the addiction piece, right? Yeah. Um, a lot of times that starts, you know, you to make that first step, you have to admit you got a problem and this, that, and the other. But a lot of stuff happens before you take that first step. And you know, that's all goes into, like I said, counting up the cost. Mm -hmm. You know, and so it's it's so important that, you know, whenever you're getting ready to start something that you know is going to be, you know, long and hard and tedious, you know, make sure you're fully equipped for it by planning, planning the right way. And it, it is where require a whole lot of planning. And you know, something else too that I was talking about kid was, I, I thought about, don't neglect small beginnings. You know, I, I, I wanted to touch on that just for a minute or two. You know, a lot of times, um, you know, we may want things immediately. And I know we live in a, a, a the society that we live in now, 
you know, instant gratification. You know, we, you know, people play video games and, you know, you beat a level within five minutes and you think you're ready for the next level. But sometimes it's a journey and yep. sometimes it's a, about appreciating that journey so yep. that, you know, way on down the road, you can take a look back and you say, wow, you know, look how far I've come, you know. Yeah. I wouldn't have made it this far without, you know, God in my life. I wouldn't have made it this far without that, that, that wise counsel, that, that dad counsel that you're talking about. I wouldn't have made it this far without, you know, the wisdom that people poured into me. I wouldn't have made it this far without, you know, the, 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 so many other different things, you know? And mm -hmm. so it just, you know, sometimes, it, like I said, you know, is that journey, and you can look back and you say, wow, you know, if this had happened overnight, you know, things would have been so much different. Yeah. Sometimes it is a journey and you just appreciate that journey. Yeah. And, and like you say, talking about that bad counsel and I just think about how much that has helped me over the years. And I usually, and, and I'll give this advice to other fathers, but if you're looking for a dad counsel, I would say get somebody that's older, seasoned. It's been a dad for a while. Um, somebody that you might admire. Uh, definitely need somebody that's older if you can. And I know all the time it's not there. But that's that's the reason why we make a lot of this content here. We may be older than you. You know, you may be able to use us as that counsel. And then you need to have somebody around your age, somebody that you can relate to that's going through the exact same things that you're going through at that time. Because you're gonna get strength and that confidence piece, like you said. And even with babies, when they're taking their steps, we call it baby steps. That's right. But with each step, you get more and more confidence. And that person that's right there at your age range they can help you a lot because they're going through the exact same things that you're going through. Yeah. Now, a lot of people too, now this is, this is another part of it. If possible, have somebody that's younger than you that's a father that you can mentor. Because right. I guess that's what we use in, in teaching a lot of times is once you teach a kid something when that kid can start tutoring another kid you know they got the you know they have everything that you've been going over you know they got it that's right you can help other people you know you got your stuff together that's right absolutely so i think all of those pieces are key mm -hmm. and you need to have a wide range of guys that you can depend on and I, and, and now i'm not just saying go out here and just pick you need to choose wisely. And we we all know as we get older, our, our circle of friends get smaller, but that's why I didn't say necessarily friends. You may have to get outside of your circle of friends to get the proper advice that you need mm -hmm. and the right counsel that you need. Because I'm letting you guys know now, some of the guys that's running with you right now, they're not your friends. You just haven't realized it yet. And, and that's another thing that that often, often, often messes up relationships and breaks up families. 
Now, guys, I do feel like that you should have your time to yourself and you should go and spend time with your friends from time to time. But that has to be limited when you have a family. You have to know that your family comes first. So all that time with, I'm going out with the guys tonight. I'm going out with the guys tonight. I'm going out with the guys tonight. Cut it out, man. <laughs> guys, say whatever you want to say, but it's got to get cut. It's got to get cut. When you're a dad, you got to be there. You got to take up your responsibility. And that, that can be hard. It can be very hard. But, you know, if they're your real friends, they're going to be there when you need them. They're going to be there when you have time. That's right. And they're not going to want you to, to put that divide in your household because you're out with them. So that's why I say you have to pick wise counsel and that counsel might not necessarily be your friends. It just might be people that you know that they're on the right path. They got their, they got the stuff together and you can really learn a lot from them. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I really like what you said. Um, you know, you got to have those three levels mm -hmm. because, you know, I, I think about that and, um, you know, you definitely have to have people who are, uh, further along than you. Uh, and that could be, they could be older or not, but I, when I, I'm, I'm looking at it from the standpoint of maybe they're where you're trying to aspire to go. Exactly. Right. So you got to have people who are, you know, that level or like, you know, levels above you, whether it be age or, you know, whatever you're aspiring to be that you also have to have, uh, cause those people kind of help you get to where it is that you want to go. Right. Whether if it's be a better dad, to be a better investor, like you're talking about, be a better professional on your job. You know, you got to have those mentors. Mentors, I mean, you know, having a great mentor can be the difference between succeeding and not succeeding, right? Exactly. It can be the difference between failure and success. And you have to have those mentors, people that you can go to and, you know, that are going to listen, that are going to give you good counsel good wisdom not gonna look at you funny not gonna judge you but just say hey i've been there and here's yeah. what i did right then you also have to have those peers because iron sharpens iron right we say that a lot yeah you have to have those people that you know are in the trenches right there with you going on that same journey you're both you know you, you and that person you know are kind of you know lockstep with each other and you you know you're going through things and that way you can share with them and you know, they share with you and they're also there to help you, right? But then the key, and I, I didn't know you were going there because I, I had I written it down just in case if you didn't go there. But then at some point you have to say, okay, now it's time for me to give back. Somebody who's younger than me or somebody who's now, you know, with that, that spot where, you know, they're taking that first step and whatever that is, yeah. that you're able to say, hey, you over there, you know, I was just there not too long ago. Here's what I did. This is what helped me, you know, and you have to have that because, you know, this life is a journey, man. Life is a journey and we have to help each other throughout this entire process. And it starts with that first step. Like, well, again, like I said, it actually starts before that first step. 
but we have to, you know, kind of help people along the way in that journey, right? And another thing I wanted to, to, to talk about is once you start a journey, don't stop until it's done. Don't quit. The job is not okay? finished until it's done. Yeah, I was, I was getting ready to say the same thing, you know, getting ready to say the same thing. You know, once a task has begun, never rest until it's done. Be the labor, large or small. Do it well or not at all, okay? Always finish. If you, if you know somewhere that you're going, you got to finish it. Once you, once you start out on that journey, finish it. Yeah. See it to this completion. Don't yeah. be a quitter. Your kids are watching you. Yeah. Okay. You know, your daughter is watching you. Your son is watching you. Don't show them that, hey, dad is just going to start something and not finish. Dad is going to start on the journey. It got too tough. He quit. Don't do that. You know, yeah. once you start it, you got to finish. You got to finish. And Don't we have to be, we have to be very careful about how we're starting might not be a business venture or anything like that, but when we start different things with our kids and you say, well, I'm going to do this for you. I'm, son, I'm going to pick you up every day this week. And you start on Monday and then you get caught up with some work on Tuesday. And you're like, man, I, I just need to stay here and get it done. So I, you know, so I can have my weekend free or whatever. So I'm, I'm just going to stay here at work. Well, son, you text your son and say, hey, I'm not going to be able to pick you up today. It's it's not a good, it's not a good strategy to use when you're mm -hmm. dealing with your kids. It's not a good practice because like you said, then they start losing confidence in you. And then look, our kids, they, they are very impressionable. If you are showing them a type of behavior, then later on, that's the behavior that they're going to do. We have to be very, very, very particular on how our kids view us in everything that we do. That's right. And, and this is it. This is it. If you say that you're going to do something, try your best to do it. Yeah. Don't break your promises with your kids. It crushes them. It's yeah. not that big of a deal to you because you've been around for a while and you've been disappointed by people. But when you're disappointed with your dad, breaking a promise on something that you were really looking forward to. And sometimes you, sometimes things come up. You might say, hey, so I'm gonna take you to the amusement park uh, on Memorial Day. And then when Memorial Day gets there, a bill came up that you were not expecting and you had to take that money and put it on that bill to keep the lights on, whatever the case is in the house. Take that time, explain everything to your child and make it up to them when you can. That's right. But just, just counseling stuff the day of, I've seen that happen to kids and, and it's heartbreaking. It's mm -hmm. heartbreaking. And you don't want them to pick up those traits. Hopefully they won't. Hopefully they will be the best version of us. But there's a possibility they might pick up those negative traits that you're showing. Yeah. So if you're a dad, you already know it's pressure. I mean, 
we live in pressure. Okay? Yeah. Pressure busts pipes. But pressure also makes diamonds. And right. dads, you're you're going to strive. That's what we do. That's what us dads do. When our back is against the wall, we know how to come out swinging. We know how to get things done. We, we know how to make a way out of no way. So it's nothing unusual for us dads. And you got to have that confidence that I'm going to do what I said I'm going to do and I'm going to follow through with the promises that I make. Yeah. yeah you got to be a man of your word. You got to be consistent, you know? And that's, that's kind of how the way I look at it, what you were just talking about there. You know, I've, I've heard it said like this before that, you know, as, as leaders, you know, people are going to follow us, right? Mm -hmm. So I think about it in terms of how uh, dads, we're leaders. We're leaders in our home. And our family is watching, you know, our, our, our wife is watching, our kids are watching. And you have to make that determination, that decision. If they're watching you and they're following you, where are you going to lead them? Right? Where are you going to lead them? Are you going to lead them? Because you're leading them somewhere. You're going to lead them somewhere. So where are you going to lead them? Are you going to lead them to a, to a road of success or to a road of giving up? on journeys and not making use of your time properly, all those different things. So either way, you're teaching, okay? Dads, you're teachers, you're leaders. And think of it that way. You're yeah. gonna lead them either one direction or the other. And, and expect failures. I would say expect failures. That, that when, you, when you're in that counting up the cost process before that first step, you need to, just like you're looking at all the expectations of everything being good. And I think we should all think positive, but we need to also think logically and know what those losses are going to be. And if those losses are something that you are okay with, then you got to go with it because what, what do they say? If, if something bad is going to happen, then it will happen. I think, that, that's a strategy a lot of people use when, when they're planning. Mm -hmm. If something can happen bad, then it will happen. So that's how you got to think in your planning is that this thing could really go down. Am I going to have it within myself to pull us out of this hole and turn this failure into a success? Yeah. So, and that's a lot easier to say it than do it. Absolutely. But Absolutely. like you said, with the pressure that we're under, we have our kids watching. And then our wives, our wives are dependent on us too. I don't think we talk about that a lot on here, but our wives are really dependent on us. And they're looking for us for leadership. Mm -hmm. Well, and, you know, some people may disagree, but for the most part, women are looking for your leadership. They're looking for you to take control. So go ahead and take control. Sometimes you're not going to know what you're doing. That's okay. Embrace that. Because every dad has been to some point where he had no idea what to do next. Yeah. But you got to keep you cool. Yeah. You got to keep leading. You know? Um, it makes me think about when we 
I took me and my wife were on vacation and we went to I wanted to go to the haunted house and she is not into the haunted houses. That's not her thing. Uh, uh, and she said she would go as long as I went first. So <laughs> that's pretty much how it has been in in our, our marital life. Is yeah. I'll go as long as you leave. And that's yeah. been that's been pretty much the theme throughout. And my son now has just pretty much fell into that role. And it's just so funny how the kids can tell you that they look to you for leadership without telling you. Because my son is not really at that age where he's expressing himself fully with his words. I mean, he's saying things, he's talking and stuff like that, but he's not telling you all his true feelings, right? Right. And I remember me and him, we were sitting downstairs and we were just kind of hanging out. And at my house, if I have a visitor, and you probably like this too, if I have a visitor, they've told me that they're coming. So yeah. when my doorbell rings, it's like an alarm went off because we don't, we don't expect for anybody to just pop up at our house. Right. <laughs> so we were sitting there and the doorbell just kind of caught me off guard. So I just kind of jumped into action. It might've been like at night or whatever. And when I jumped up, and was ready to go answer the door, if you could see the look on my son's face. He was just, he was just relaxed and, and chilling and just hanging out. And when I jumped up, then his eyes just got real big and he was just, and you know what he looked, who did he look to? He looked to me. That's right. And his eyes were telling me at that point, daddy, what do we do and take me with you? Yeah. You know, so yeah. your wife is looking for that leadership. Your girlfriend is looking for that leadership. Your, your children, they're looking for that leadership and you have to lead. So whatever you have planned for your family and for your family to be successful, if you're going to lead, then you got to take that step out there first and know that everything else is going, you got to go out there and take your step and you got to say, hey, it's safe y'all, come on, come on, right. come with me. So right. it's just amazing that it's just like, it's, it's like our natural position in the world is to be the leaders of our family. But I think in a way that title has been taken away from our fathers, um, I don't think everybody acknowledges as much as they should um, just because of different situations in the home nowadays. Yeah. Um, but this is why we're having this podcast because we're trying to get things back. Yeah. We're, trying to get, we're trying to get the houses back in order where we can have that unity in the home and we can build stronger communities. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's funny you say that because it's, uh, it's, it's one of those things where, and, and this, this is probably an, a, another topic that we can go on on another day for sure, mm -hmm. to definitely go more in depth on. But um, fathers, you have a role in your home. You yeah. definitely have a role. 
you know, and, and the mothers have a role in the home and, you know, the children have a role in the home. And, you know, and I'm not saying that one person's role is better than the other. And the, the, this person's role is meant to be this. And, you know, not trying to get into all that nonsense, because that's what a whole bunch of it is, is a bunch of nonsense to try to bring division. But we all, you know, have certain things that we're supposed to do you in the home. Exactly right. And, um, and, you know, we just need to make sure that we're doing our own part because yep. we all have a part to play. You know, it's 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 like a team. It's like on a football team. It's like on a basketball team, right? You know, everybody can't be the quarterback. Yep. Somebody has to be the offensive lineman. You yep. know, somebody has to be the running back. Somebody has to be the wide receiver. You know, as you know, I know some sports prognosticators they you know pick on punters, but punting it is an essential part of the football game. Had, don't have a good punter and watch what happens. You know, exactly. don't have good special teams play and watch what happens to that team. But it often okay? gets overlooked. It gets overlooked sometimes. You know, sometimes you know the 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 left guard may not get any type of attention. You know, he can go unheralded on the team, but you let him not block. Give up one sack. <laughs> you, you let him give up the wrong sack at the wrong time. Everybody knows his name. You know. Some same thing for a defensive tackle on the defensive side of the ball, you know, all those things, man. Everybody plays a role. And I'm not here to say one person's role is better than the others, but we all have roles to play. We have roles. And, and, and we're and, naturally equipped for those roles. Yeah. And so it's, it's certain things, man, you know, where it's like, you know, hey, you need to play your position, you know, on this, on this team called uh, family. <laughs> this thing called life okay and so we all have roles to play in. and what we're what we're trying to do dads is help you to dad better and give you those tools that you need to mm -hmm. be able to succeed in your family right yeah. and and if you're if you're playing the wrong position hey call a timeout and and <laughs> man, we, need, we need to get yeah. together man get it get it squared away yeah, yeah. you know so and we have we have to use so many different strategies nowadays because the family dynamics are so different yeah. for everyone. And you know, trying to be that leader may not be as easy for everyone, but you have your opportunities and you just have to take advantage of the opportunities that you are given. Um and shine when you get those opportunities. Yeah you know, show what you can be, show what you can do. And like I said, don't get so beat up in being the leader that you feel like that you have to be perfect. Leaders mess up all the time. Yeah, nobody's perfect. Yeah, and we get, <laughs> you're gonna get blamed. That's what happens when, you, when you're out in front. That's what happens. Mm -hmm. You catch blame when you, you're in front, but you can't yeah, let that stuff get to you. But that's why your shoulders are broad. Exactly right. So, yeah, and pretty much, you know, we're we're in charge of our kids and to lead them. And it's like, if they don't turn out right, or they go here or they go there, they look to the parents. But you just got to do the best that you can do with your kids, and then you can't control them after they get you know, out of your house 
you you can't control that. You can't control the the adults that they turn into or they become. But the key thing is that we have influence. Influence is a is a huge thing. And if we can use our influence the right way, just maybe, just maybe they can be a productive citizen. Well, let's go to the next segment of our podcast. And it is the Axe the Dad segment of the podcast. Yeah. And this week, I have a question. You know, I was thinking about how the weather is getting warmer and people are going outside more. People are going on vacations. Everybody's living the good life. And things have not all the way gotten back to normal, but you can see little peeps here and there that mm-hmm. things may be on the road of getting back to normal. So one of those things that helps us get back to normal is cookouts. So we're going to talk about cookouts today and you and your family are at a cookout. And I think we've all been there before. You're there with your wife, you're there with your kids. Mario E, who if anybody <laughs> makes your plate at the cookout. <laughs> Who fixes my plate at the cookout? <laughs> I tell you like this. So, so in my house and, you know, my wife and I, we've, we've kind of joked around at this before and stuff, but uh, we've been at get togethers and, you know, it's, it'll be funny because, you know, you'll see, you know, some wives will be like, you know, honey, do you want me to make you a plate? Uh-huh. You know? And, uh, you know, that that type of thing or whatever. But in my house, um, I've always made my own plates, you know, and I, <laughs> I'm just being honest, you know, and I don't say that, you know, to like try to, you know, talk any ill of my wife, but, yeah. you know, it's just that's. She doesn't do that. And honestly, I'm fine with that. Yeah. You know, I'm fine that she doesn't make my plate. It's okay. Because yeah. I know sometimes I can be picky. And, you know, I might not know who made the potato salad. So I might not want the potato salad that day, you know? Yeah. So um, and so so for us, that's that works. That, you know, okay. she doesn't need to fix my plate for me. You know, to make me feel like a man, to make me feel like the husband, to feel making me feel like, you know, you know, that I'm important or that she loves me or whatever. But and I do think it's funny how uh some couples that that's just what they do. And yeah. you know, I, I don't I'm not jealous of those couples at all. But I know yeah. for me, for me and mine, you know, it's you know, I fix my own plate, you know, and I'm I'm totally fine with that. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Um I guess what I think about, like, is it like, is that's what supposed to happen? Like, is that what our wives are supposed to do? Like, cause I felt the same way that you have felt. Um, it's kind of weird because 
obviously when you get married for the first time, you've never been married before, but you have seen married couples or people that are together where the wife will go get the food for the husband at the cookout. Yeah. And that didn't happen for me. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll, I'll explain why. And part okay. of the reason this did not happen or does not happen for me, I would say is partly on me. And then part of it, I can say that this is probably the reason why I chose to marry her or make her my wife and the mother of my son. Okay. So we had a long distance relationship early on and she was, she was like three hours away from me and I would go see her cause her family was doing like, she had a family, a, a pretty big family and they were trying to come together more frequently. Mm -hmm. You know how you get busy with your families and y'all don't get to see each other, like talking about even if y'all in the same city. So they were right. kind of like having an event like once a month, just so the family could get together. And this was like during the summer months. Me and Shanika started dating like in May. So like the first few times, like when we were official, it was like May. So the first few times she invited me up was in the summertime and they were having a cookout. Okay. I don't know anybody up here. And I, I paid attention to little things. Um, I met her grandmother not long after her great grandmother. I met her great grandmother. Like okay. when we first started talking, I met her great woman. And I saw how she cared for her grandmother. She walked her out the door, she got her in the car and, you know, just made sure she was secure and ready. And like I said, her great grandmother was elderly. So she really took her time. And, you know, I saw that caring part of her. It showed me that she wasn't selfish. Okay. She cared about other people. And that was the reason why I, you know, really fell in love with her. And then when she goes to the cookout, I can't even spend time with her because she's working the cookout. She's mm. putting the food out. She's putting the spoons and the spatulas here and there, putting the cheese and the mayonnaise and ketchup and lettuce and cutting up all the lettuce, tomato and onions up. Yeah, Making yeah. sure the table is spread. Make sure everything is in place. Yeah. And then once they say, let's eat, she goes to make her grandfather a plate. Okay. I'm not feeling any type of way because I'm just kind of taken back by how, I guess, industrious she is. Yeah. This okay. whole cookout. And I'm seeing how she's taking care of the older people in her life, the people that are important to her. Yeah. How she's taking care of family. So she made it sure the grandpa, grandpa well, granddaddy got his plate first, made sure he had his stuff straight. She didn't necessarily come back to me and ask me, you know, <laughs> do you want me to make you a plate or whatever? Yeah. yeah. But um, I guess when I first started hanging around the family, it was something that I would have been appreciated. I would have appreciated it because you don't know anybody. So you kind of nervous and you kind of feeling a little funny about it. Yeah. So I, I would have, 
I would have welcomed her making my plate then. But yeah. after you get in the family for a while, the cookout starts at four. They don't start eating until six. <laughs> and if anybody right. knows me, like <laughs> when I get hungry, man, I'm like hungry, hungry, man. Like yeah. I'm ready yeah, to hangry. eat. Cause I have, yeah, I'll get hangry. So, Cause I, I mean, I haven't really ate nothing all day because I'm like, I'm about to go to this cookout, you know? Yeah. So like, I'm ready to eat. So as soon as they say, let's eat in my mind now, she'll still make sure that granddaddy has his plate first, which I respect it. I'm cool with that. Yeah. Because, you know, he doesn't have a, sp a spouse present to, to do that. You know? Yeah. So that's cool. But now we got a son and he's like his, he's like his old man and he gets hangry when he's hungry. So I'm like, do I want a temper tantrum or do I want my plate? Go ahead and give him his plate. So Mario E, to be honest with you, I get in the line by choice because I'm a hangry person for yeah. one. And I'm just impatient at that point because I'm ready to eat. So yeah. I'd rather just make my plate and start eating while she's making everybody else's plates. Yeah, yeah. And so. to, to your point, you know, I, I think I choose to make my own plate because I know I'm a picky eater sometimes. Yeah. And it's like, you know, to to prevent a whole bunch of going back and forth, like, do you want it this? Do you want it that? Dude? I just do it myself, you know, yeah. don't worry about yeah. it. So yeah, that's, that's how I do it, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's interesting though, but you know, like I said, um, I've seen other couples and they do the same thing. I know it, this is just a belief of mine. I think this was uh, 30, 40 years ago or or even in some cases 20 years ago or 10 years ago, um, maybe even, um, not necessarily 10 years ago, but you know, I know what I know what the norm would be and I know what what the expectation would be and you know it would be totally different. Now, as far as who's fixing whose plate, you know. My mom and my dad, like I said, they've been together for 50, 50 plus years. Now, she's going to make his plate first. That's it. Yeah. Like, that. that's not even a question. Yeah. He makes her. So, I understood the roles in the house and, and what really was supposed to be done and how it was supposed to be done from an old school point of view. Yeah. So, I guess it's like this was supposed to happen, but I'm cool. I can, I can adjust. I understand his reasoning behind it. Yeah. But I, I never got upset about it because I've been making my own plate my whole life. So I don't have to get her to do it now, but I understand like some people, that's just what they do. It's cool. Yeah. But I think it's just funny how, I think both of us feel like that that's what's supposed to happen, but it doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it not happening. You know, I, I don't have an issue with it. Yeah. I don't you know, either. I'm not, I'm not jealous at all by people who guys who get their plates fixed by their wives. That's but, but isn't it interesting how, and I would want to know like how some of the other guys are feeling too about choosing a wife and choosing the mother of that child. Like, did you guys think of the same things that I thought about when it was time 
to choose a wife. You know, you would think that somebody that you want to spend the rest of your life with, maybe she did something else that made you say, man, she's the one. But I looked at how she took care of her grandmother and how she took care of her grandfather. Like that showed me so much about what kind of mother she was going to be. Yeah. Like, what's your thoughts on that? Like, how was it anything that you remembered about you and your wife that you like, man, that's that was the time that I was like, oh, yeah, that's who I want to be with. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think it's dope that you you remember, you know, that particular story and the fact that your wife was, you know, had that that caring attitude was able to you were able to still see, even though maybe she wasn't serving you, you know, at a at a barbecue or cookout, what have you, that she still had those um, qualities. I think that's dope that you still recognize that and necessarily didn't get in your feelings just because, you know, you know, she didn't make your plate or whatever. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I think about, um, um, you know, for, for, for my wife and I, you know, so when my wife and I started dating, you know, um, our daughter, Aja was already like a little over a year old, like right at a year old. Right. And so I was able to see those, you know, maternal instincts and uh, that, that motherly love that she had already, you mm -hmm. know, and just um, always wanting to put people, other people first, I mean, would literally give people her last, mm -hmm. you know, just having that loving, caring attitude for other people. Um, I think um, that, that's one of the things that I, I admire about my wife um, and that I saw early on that just, you know, like, wow, this is a, a, a beautiful soul, you know, someone who is, I mean, literally willing to give their last, you know, to, to help somebody else. You know, yeah. a lot of times people can be selfish, you know, and, it, and sometimes it's not even selfish. It's just, you know, I'm thinking about myself, you know, because, you know, I have to eat too, or I, I have, to, I need this too, or I need something too. Um, you know, because how many, how many times have people ever come to ask you for something and it's your last and you're like, man, if I could help you, I would. But, you know, in the back of your mind, you think I, I can't help because I need this for myself. But, you know, to see someone that's willing to, you know, go without just so someone else could have, you know, I just thought that was just so awesome and, and just showed me her character and, and how beautiful she is inside and out. So, yeah, for sure. Um, that's those that's something that, you know, that comes to mind for me. So in, in honor of Mother's Day, you know, I want to think about, you talked about those maternal instincts that she showed. So was it some of the things that you saw in her as a mother that you saw from your mother that let you know that, yep, this is it? Yeah. Because I know for me, one of the things that stuck out to me about my wife was that she was a lady in all aspects. She was a lady. And that's how I viewed my mother. I always viewed my mother in a positive light. And it was like she gave me that same vibe. And I was like, man, this is, 
this girl is the one. Mm-hmm. And I can honestly say she was just different than any other woman that I had talked to. And and I'm saying this because, you know, we talk about the Dad Roost podcast and, you know, dads, it's your responsibility to pick the right wife and the right mother of your kids because that's going to help you be a successful dad and father to your kids. So I can honestly say that it was not a hard decision. It wasn't something that I had to second guess multiple times. I knew she was the one. And we talked about it earlier about how counsel and having good counsel. And I had you right there and you gave me so much advice on what to look for Mm -hmm. because I saw your whole process of you finding your wife. And in a way I mimicked that. Thank you for listening to the Dad Rules Podcast with your host, Mario E. and Kid. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Also, follow and like us on Facebook and Instagram. You can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podcast Addict, Breaker, and Player FM. Till next time.